Welcome back to the Conversation Hat Podcast, a show for geeks, artists, and terrible people. My name is Liam. I am one half of your podcast hosting team. You'll hear my co-host, Ben, in just a second. I'm here to introduce this week's guest, comedian, improviser, writer, and professional dungeon master. It's Mr. Paul Foxcroft. Paul Foxcroft has been hosting the Questing Time Twitch stream once a week for the last year, which is something that's kept me uh, moderately sane. So it was really interesting to actually have a conversation with him. Uh, not quite face to face, but slightly more face to face than watching him on Twitch. I'm also pretty sure I saw him steal some cereal in an advert in the early 2000s, but I'm not sure which cereal, so I could be wrong. Anyway, in this episode, we talk about the McRib for some reason. We talk about whether we'd rather be too wet or too dry. We talk about dream endorsements or sponsorships for our various projects. We answer the question, what fish should we be? And we also talk about bravery. All that and tangentially more coming at you on the Conversation Hat podcast. Conversation Hat Podcast. I've got, I've got the taller version of exactly the same filing cabinet. It's really handy. I paid for mine, like a member of a civilized community. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we don't have those here. We uh, we got rid of civilization a good ten years ago. And um, where where are you? Cambridge, lovely <sighs> Cambridge. That's how you know so much about the ins and outs of the Cambridge Games Workshop store. That would be it. No, that'd be a cop. Yeah. Just proximity. Yeah. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're talking shit about Games Workshop. Um, <laughs> but just we come, are, at but... Us, come at us, Games Workshop. Sue us. I'm not part of this. But specifically, <laughs> the Cambridge store. I like the Norwich store, and the Ipswich one is also fine. So if those ones could not <laughs> come you... at us, that would be ideal. We're writing Games Workshop stores. <laughs> How many Games Workshop stores have you been to, Ben? Two. Ooh. Uh, no. Rank them. Yeah, give us your top oh, no, two. Yeah, actually, there is two. Now, I would say that the one in Royston, mm-hmm. I'm going to give... Actually, no, the one in Royston was uh, not Games Workshop, so one. Oh, wow. It was just a place that sold Warhammer stuff. Ah. So just joining us, you're listening to Warhammer Test, where we rate different Games Workshop outlets throughout the United Kingdom. But only the ones we've been to. We can cast aspersions about the ones we haven't I mean, been to. It's, I imagine I, the whole one is I would one say is that shit. the Cambridge one is the best. The Cambridge one has to be best and worst because it's the only one that I've been to. Yeah, that is the only fair way of doing. So that. shut that one down, and we have it's both a great gain and a great loss. It's the Schroeder. Shut that cap. one down. Shut that one down and reopen it. Yes. Oh, oh, like how they do with space in Ibiza, like every couple of years. It's the oldest place. Close it all down. Close it all down. It's like the McRib of club places. I, I don't really know what the McRib is, and I also don't really know what Ibiza is, so like... You don't know the third... McRib? I've heard yeah, of it. Yeah, you know I'm, the McRib? Like, the I've, hang on, I, I've also never been to Ibiza, but I would also like to confirm that you not knowing what the McRib is is ludicrous. I know Thank what you. it is in theory, but I've never had one. I know it really from The Simpsons. Do you know? Do you know what governs? That is a that is an established. Uh, what's the word? That is an established protocol of comedy. Yeah. Where, um, that we call me a lot of friends of mine who are comedy writers call it Simpsonsing. Yeah. And it's where you watch a film, and laugh at a scene that isn't funny. 
because you've just got a joke in The Simpsons yep. that you didn't understand it happens 20 years ago. It happens literally but every it week. stayed with you? Yeah. But um, So you know the McRib because of the Krusty Burger Ribwich. Yes. And the home right. and travelling around the country to get the Ribwich. Right. Um, That's how would you the McRib. Yeah. How would you describe the McRib to a, to a layman? I, I will describe it with information that I only recently found out. And the reason that the port, the, the McRib comes and goes mm. is purely to do with, at some points, pork is cheaper than chicken. Yeah, that's it. So the McRib will... arrives when pork is dirt cheap. Yeah. And that's the only reason the McRib ever comes back, because it's cheaper than the McChicken nuggets that you would be ordering. Yeah. It also, so, I believe, serves to push the price of pork back up. It's it's essentially <clears throat> just you're eating the stock market of pork. You're eating bad, low priced pork yeah. all the time. You're having which I don't know why they dropped that tagline. <laughs> McRib, eat the stock market of pork. See, if food was advertised that I was in terms of taking part in potentially a financial crisis, I'd be really into it. If I knew that, like, I could eat a burger and. Uh, potentially like destroy what? the euro or not the euro sterling whatever i don't know no no you've made is. it you've made your side you've made your, you've made your brexit <laughs> commitments very clear um but um what would yeah none what, of what, that over uh, here thank you we'll keep our cheap pork <laughs> yeah our, we'll keep our pork money <laughs> um what's um what's a food item you would not usually consider ordering yeah, from a sort of fast food eatery what would you usually rule out and I'm going to try and think of a slogan that would entice you towards it. Ooh. It's, I, I mean, soup. Why would you get soup from a takeaway? Any sort of soup. Can, can, can you? <laughs> I don't think that's... A, I, mean, I think, to be fair, to Maybe be fair, why. one of the fast food items I've never ordered from McDonald's is a Fabergé <laughs> egg full of caviar. But it's not because... <laughs> I think there's anything intrinsically wrong with that, although I do. You've it's more because them. I don't think it's commercially available. You never had the McBisque. I've never had McBisque. No. It's, <laughs> it's the secret menu. Secret menu. The, the, yeah. McDonald's secret the McDonald's secret Michelin star menu. <laughs> I would love it if there's just like a bit of internal comms. Like there's an air gap in internal comms and half the company is like, but uh, how come nobody's buying your lobster? <laughs> and the other half of the company is like, man, this menu's fucking piece of shit. Let's just sell more cheeseburgers. <laughs> In every McDonald's, there's a lot of lobster going to waste every day because nobody ever orders it. It keeps lobster expensive, and that's um, the whole point. That's it's, it. that's it's the entire point of McDonald's is a conspiracy for Big Lobster. <laughs> yeah, Big Lobster conspiracy. Wait, I said Big Lobster in the way you would use Big Farmer, but I think it's far more exciting to ex in, 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 invite Huge. the idea that Lobster is a conspiracy operated by a really big lobster. Yeah. The Eldritch Lobster God. Yeah. Send your clipping. For the sake of uh, a semblance of structure... Hey, Paul, thanks so much for your time, buddy. It's nice to have you here. Hi. I'm, uh, where is the best place for people to know about you? For context, I will have introduced you earlier. You're not yeah, just going to appear and say your Twitter handle and then that will be the intro. That's fine. Uh, the best place is my house. Um, yeah. But if you were limited to the internet, then um, 
probably Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so that's at Paul Foxcroft for learning about me and at Questing Time for learning about Questing Time. I frequently confuse the two accounts on my phone and tweet from both as if they're as if they're the other. Yeah. Um, so those, I think, are the most logical ones. If you want to watch me playing D&D or running D&D games, then uh, Questing Time on Twitch. And uh, if you want to see me being um, surprisingly good at a very short scene, then uh, look up Ted Lasso on Apple Apple TV. Awesome. Um, in which I get to do um, one scene as a day player with opposite Jason Sudeikis. Cool. He's an absolute treat of a human being. Paul, I... I first was introduced to your work through, uh, yeah, the Questing, uh, the Questing Time live stream. I think I caught the uh, the first charity live stream with Nish Kumar. With Come, Come Relief with Nish Kumar, Ed yeah. Gamble, Sue Perkins, and Sarah Pascoe. That was it. And we, we saw that and we were like, fucking hell, this is the best thing ever. And then I realized I recognized you from a Crunchy Nut advert, which That's for some reason thing stuck in my head. I'm a very memorable performer. <laughs> yeah, Casting directors. If you were, I'm assuming you've got a big casting director contingent in your oh, audience. Yeah. That's why I'm doing it's it. It's casting directors, uh, survivalists, and Big Rice. Those are our, that's how I demonstrate Big Rice. Big Rice. Pull a question out the hat and then say what it says. That's the whole point of this podcast. Right, chaps, I'm going to pull a question out the hat. I can't promise it'll be a good Great. question. Uh, it might be user submitted or it might be That's Rice the nature pudding. of hats. All of the user-submitted questions are spectacular, fantastic, hilarious, handsome, and witty. So please keep sending them in. Uh, not this one. Uh, oh no, this isn't user. <laughs> this is just a regular question uh, conjured from the insides of the hat. And uh, yeah. I always say that we uh, we really tackle the big questions here on the Conversation Hat Podcast. This first we question: do. Would you rather be too wet or too dry? Too dry. It's got to be too dry. Can you die from being too dry? Yes. It's called dehydration. Yes. It's a real thing. Ah, yeah, fair or enough. Or mummification, depending on the severity. Yeah. Not first one, then the other. Yes. Mm. That's how it goes. You don't want it the other way around. See, now, if if you're too anything... Well, yeah, that's... Then it's, then it's bad. That's the yeah, point, too right? much oxygen will kill you. Oh, yeah. Too... I don't know. Too... Uh... I think I might go. I, I might go against the grain and say too wet. Okay. Really? Just How because come? when I thought of too dry, I imagined being very, very itchy. Ooh, does itchiness come from dryness? Well, I don't. I think there's a limit to how wet the human body can be without it getting too bad. Like you can sit in the bath and you just get wrinkly fingers. Yeah, but imagine that tenfold. Yeah, because that's not too well, wet. I can. Because I've, got, you I've got ten fingers. But I mean, like, my fingers and my toes. Oh Jesus! But you like, you didn't die, so that wasn't too wet. That was just wet enough, at least. Let's not get into the whole too wet, too dry thing because then we have to ask the question and it can't do it because it's just written on a post-it note. I mean, we do kind of have to get into the question because that's the nature, of the job you've given. Uh, me. Yeah. yeah, that is literally <laughs> the only reason we're here, Ben. Yeah. Um. So, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say too wet because it you can dry yourself off. You can It's more difficult to wet yourself down. No, you can wet up. That's your whole thing. <laughs> Don't get like it's been a long while, but it is possible yeah. for me to wet myself. My thing is, <clears throat> if it came to it, I can produce I can produce urine if if necessary. I can't produce dryness. <laughs> 
But what if you were? What if you, him, you, you can drink? You can drink whiz. I'm told by um, a woman who emails me about once a month. Bear grills? <laughs> no, just a mad lady I did shows with years ago. You shouldn't drink. You shouldn't. You shouldn't drink the water. Um, emails generally follow the tone of you shouldn't get vaccinated, nor should you drink the water. But you should be avid, You should be avidly drinking your piss and the piss of others. Yeah, um, you're in therapy. The I don't take others. these. I, yeah, I don't take these um, emails very seriously. Uh, just, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Just so we all know, I'm writing down potential show titles that we'll choose at the end. Drinking the piss of others is the current front runner. Um, nice. So I, I would also have accepted piss team. Piss team. <laughs> um, how are we defining the the too dry? Because would would too dry be you're you're so dry that you don't even you haven't even had a drink so you can't even wet yourself would that be too dry well, well that is is it too is too dry lethal levels of dryness or just like it's dry i think it's got to be lethal i mean that's not in the spirit of how the question was asked i assume but like i think otherwise it's not too dry oh i think it's the thing i think if that was the question it'd be like would you rather die from die from being too wet or die from being too dry that's true I think the question is which one which one in do you find less comfortable? So if we get rid of the two aspect, it's would you rather be wet or dry? Which feels like an easier question. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess Because I, I would say dry. But well, to... if the question is would you rather be wet or dry, I'd say dry because dry is my normal state. <laughs> it's, the, it's the default yeah. that you aim for. But if you were too dry, I imagine like trying to move and your skin cracking and turning into dust and being so all... Let's... Let's take that. We've already decided that our default dry state is, is plenty dry. Let, let's whack it up just a, li- a little bit. We'll just turn it up to like two or three percent, or two or three on the on the dial. Uh, would you rather be slightly inconvenienced by wetness or slightly inconvenienced for dryness in wh- whatever that happens to be? It would probably be splashing in puddles. Yeah. Yeah, it's rain, isn't it? You're describing rain. Describing rain. Yeah. If you had to die. We've gone straight from two or three on the dial up to a hundred. Like, if you had to die from wetness or dryness, what would you rather die from? Oh, ye of little faith! I would die so much earlier than a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's raining. Uh, I might just end it all. Um, oh, you've, you've assumed it would be suicide. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> That's just based on, based on your knowledge of my work. You've assumed that my response to mild inconvenience <laughs> would be to immediately end my own life. Yeah. That's cool. Thanks <laughs> for that. I don't know what it is. Just, I don't know. Just felt right. Um, I'd rather die from drowning. Just than so, drying out. Than drying out, because that's going to take long. Whereas drowning feels pretty... It's supposed to be one of the nicer ways to go. Not that I've ranked yeah. them. Um, yeah, but you would say that, wouldn't you? I if would, you because need well, drowned. Well, well, no, no. Justify that sentence. Why... Why? Why are you accusing him of being pro drowning? I'm not pro drowning. I'm just well because if we no, had no, to no. choose, I want him to justify. I want him to justify. You would say that, like you've got, like, like he's got a history of being like, oh man, I could really go for drowning. Yeah, my T-shirt says personally all drowning all the time. Down with dryness. What if I had drowned? Yeah. And then come back like someone had got me out of the being too wet and got me close to a drier state. Lots of people drown. 
And it, you're conscious to the point where you lose consciousness, obviously,、mm -hmm. which can take some time. I knew that other people were going to drown, and because I had drowned and then come back, people would remark on me and perhaps the things that I said. Would I rather have the world thinking, "Do you know what? I'm drowning. Oh no, it's not too bad," or for their final moments on the earth to be torn open with knowing panic that? This is horrible, and that's all that they've got left to experience. Let me put it this way: I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I, I think I know. So you're saying when you're drowning, you're people are going to people are going to drown. People、sure. are going to drown. You can't stop them. them. Whether it's whether it's pleasant <laughs> or not is irrelevant. Right. Yeah. Put a don't don't get too wet sign. <laughs> don't don't drown. They, it's, Right. Whether it's good or bad is irrelevant. Yeah. Because they're gonna, chances are, be dead. So、yeah. they might as well go. Well, at least this isn't as bad as it could be. Whilst they're dying. Yeah. Because when they realise that it might not be, it would be too late, and they'll. Okay. When when humans pass on, which we're prone to doing, all we really have left is our, our stories, like. Stories of us, our legacy. Like we're we're not there anymore. We have nothing to do with how we're remembered. When I inevitably die, and I hope it's not for at least a fortnight. Like when I die, I wouldn't mind people saying, "Oh yeah, he drowned," because that's we know what drowning is. But if I died and people said, "Yeah,、Ooh. he dried up," he dried up and died. That would raise way more questions than I'm happy people with people asking about me. Having demise. Well, hang on for a second. If you're, I, I see your point. If your argument is all that is left of us is stories,、mm. surely having an inexplicable death creates more story. Ah, maybe that's、yeah. what spontaneous combustion is. It's just getting dry really. That's、quickly. too dry. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, would you rather drown? The question has now become: Would you rather drown or explode? I mean, explode. Yeah,、uh, I would. I would. Rather leave my loved ones confused as to what happened. <laughs> Never let end up on、understand. a YouTube video somewhere. All I'm wondering is, do I need to fake my death so that if I people think I spontaneously combusted, people might say that's weird. Might look him up on Twitter. Yeah, but then you wouldn't、See、be able to post anything. See what he's doing、anything. now. This is just marketing. So you can't. <laughs> hey, it's worked all right for Richard O'Brien. True. He's faked his own death. What five or six times now? No one's caught on. Has he? Yep. No one's caught on. It's just it's like the doctor. Yeah. People just keep getting reincarnated. Once Richard O'Brien dies, someone else will be reincarnated into Richard O'Brien. Somebody else just becomes rich. It's like the Santa Claus. Yeah. It's exactly like the Santa Claus. If Richard O'Brien falls off of your roof, Tim Allen you, becomes. You go. You get. You get really thin, and you go bald, and you grow hooves. Whoa. Like Richard O'Brien has, and then you and then you host excellent '90s light entertainment shows.、Um, I think occasionally you become Ed Tudor Pole. You don't let anyone do Rocky Horror Picture Show for charity because you want the royalties. I think having, not that I'm still annoyed about that. Having worked out that too dry is spontaneous human combustion, intriguing though that would be, I feel that would be a terrifying way to go. So I'm sticking with too wet. I think when it comes to casual dating, I, 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 I just, yeah, just to be clear, your rationale is spontaneously combusting would be too scary. So you've chosen the relaxing, 
calm chill set chill fest that is being drowned. I mean, neither of them. Which are could ideal. be abs- it, Which could be absolute agony. It's just someone was being nice and lying to you, saying it wasn't that bad. Yeah, but then at least there's the lie that I can comfort myself with. I don't know. Like See, neither of these what are I was ideal. Earlier. Neither of these are ideal ways I'm to gonna go. go. I'm going to explode. Too dry. <laughs> I'm going bang. See you later. I would also rather explode. Fair enough. I I'm happy to disagree. Uh, well, we we we. No, you're not disagreeing. You just have a different opinion. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. For sure. disagreeing, you would have to go. No, Paul, you'd prefer <laughs> drowning. You would prefer to. You want? No, don't you lie want to me. This. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we've we've. I think the mystery of spontaneous combustion would be much much more better than. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Fe- fell in a but, pond again. Uh, also, if you're listening at home, what are your thoughts? Please tweet either drowning or explosion at Nigel Farage. <laughs> and let us know. No context, just let us know what your preference is. Yeah, he'll, he'll use the hashtag alt rice. Conversation. What is your dream product endorsement for your show slash project? Uh, so one, I presume one company to throw money at your show for you to relentlessly and untactfully uh, suggest it to viewers. I mean, it's post-its yeah. for us, really, isn't it? We go through fucking millions of them. I'll take it. Oh, no, I was going to say that Liam does have almost an unhealthy obsession at this point with post-it notes. Oh, yeah, love them. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that it's something that has to be done to do with the show. I don't think... It, it's what we would much... We would rather be sponsored by something. Yeah. So, like, I could say that I'd want to be sponsored by Yorkshire Tea... Just because on the off chance I might be able to meet Sean Bean. Why would you not? It's probably an easier way of getting to meet Sean Bean. If you were sponsored by Sean Bean. By Sean Bean. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's that's more direct. That's more direct. It is more direct, but I feel like a sponsorship with Yorkshire Tea, you'd sell more Yorkshire Tea than you would sell Sean Sean Bean. Well, there's the run. You don't have to sell a lot of Sean Bean. You don't even need. You've only really got to sell one, and you're because it. um, I'm I'm no scientist except for my many years of training, but I'd like to think that um, Sean Bean is more expensive than a tea bag. There's fewer of him. Yeah, you've only got to buy it once. Sean Bean. I'd like to be sponsored by Sean Bean. Is that for the why f- for the Ben Show or for this podcast? Yeah, this what just for all things, all, all things. projects. Okay. Why do you want to meet Sean Bean? Well, I said Yorkshire Tea because it was the first brand that popped into my head nice. and he was he, he did the adverts for them. Right. Wait, hang on. It was a very linear progress and I thought, I wouldn't mind being sponsored by Sean Bean. No, he it's, was so Boromir in Lord of the Rings. We, we all know who Sean Bean is, but I think what fascinates me is your initial thought was the first thing that came into your head was Yorkshire Tea. And then yeah. you rationalise that subsequently and then they'll double down on a secondary issue of that rationalisation. You could have anything and you've chosen to be sponsored by Sean Bean because yeah, advertised a brand of tea that is, I'm guessing, near you. <laughs> no, it's not actually near me at all. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns and say Sean Bean. Your guns don't make enough sense. I appreciate yeah, your but... willingness to stick to your gut <laughs> instincts regardless of the fact that that is Sean Bean. So would that just be like a day-to-day life sponsorship? So you meet someone on the road and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm sponsored by Sean Bean. Right, what does that mean? Oh, no, you've just I'm raising awareness. You've just got to be aware of Sean Bean for the next 30 seconds. Oh, no, and it's just like, say, you know, whenever I uh, have creative projects coming on or something, then I will just be 
I think you'll be hired for less things. It it could happen. It could have happened. No, I just have Sean being like Sean, baby, because that's how with the flip phone, Sean, baby. I've got this new project. You sponsor me because I decided it once on a podcast, so you have to fund this. Is that how you think it will come about? I don't think that this is ever actually going to happen, to be honest. But okay, worth checking. I I found myself on a whimsical road, and I decided to have a little skip down there. It's <laughs> fair. We can't fault you for that. Can't fault the whimsy. I mean, you can, but <laughs> I'm still going to stick with Sean Bean. Paul. And, yes, and, hello. Any any other uh, Yorkshire actors that you would like to sponsor your endeavours? or would, would you Michael go... Sheen. Michael He's Sheen. not from Yorkshire. Oh. I think Michael Sheen. That's a good one. I don't know. I don't know what would be what, what was the actual question because we feel like we've strayed away from it. <laughs> yes, we have gone on to what actors do we like? Uh, so, what's your dream product endorsement for your show slash project? Well, there's two. There's ones that make sense. Yeah, and there's ones that I that I, w- I would also like realistically, but not very. They're neither clever nor fun. Because uh, it would be in the sentence welcome. It'd be in the sentence like welcome to questing time, sponsored by. And that'd be a brought to you by. Yeah. Brought to you by. Um, and I think, I don't know, I'd like it to be something surprising. So it'd be like, uh, welcome to Questing Time, the Dungeons and Dragons Twitch channel brought to you by Pampers. Nice. That'd be <laughs> weird. That'd be a surprise, wouldn't it? You'd be like, why is that a thing? Um, create an air of mystique. Um, what else wouldn't you expect a D&D comedy show to be sponsored by? I'm trying to think of what the tagline for, for the Pampers would be. I've realised the um, what I would like. Oh yeah, go on. Mind you, it's the European Union, <laughs> sponsored by the European Union. Yeah, I love I'd it. Like, as a consequence of that, to still have my European citizenship. Yeah. Um, and for anyone who blues in, anyone who guested on my show to be given a European passport, that's what I'd like. Because that would also that- make it much easier to book a certain type of comedian. And much harder to book a kind of comedian who I would never want to book. In many ways, yeah, yeah win-win. You, it, it would be a very good vetting process. Yeah. yeah. Um, normally with sponsorships, you get like, well, you sometimes get like a box of stuff to give away. So would you just have like a stack of EU passports that like you can give away 10 and Yeah, we, every, every week we'd raffle away European citizenship. Yes, I love it. I'm really oh, into it. I will buy all the tickets, yeah. please. <laughs> No, I'll get Sean Bean to send me some money over. <laughs> yeah, use that Sean Bean money. Yeah. Increasingly, being sponsored by Sean Bean sounds more like being adopted by Sean Bean. Is that what you want, Ben? I think it might be what I'm after. <laughs> That's it. You want a bean dad? <laughs> I want a bean daddy. Mm, somehow, uh, there's, your pod- there's your podcast title. <laughs> bean daddy. Somehow... Putting the, the Y on the end of Bean Dad makes it so much worse. He dies in his movies so many times that the reason for this being is because his name should rhyme but doesn't. Yes, it's the universe trying to balance things. Should be Sean Bourne. It Born. should be Seen Bean or Sean Bourne. Mm. Liam, who Hello. do you want to be sponsored by and why? Sean Bourne. Now, nah, probably. Fuck you. Like, I think it, it really does depend on, on what sort of show we're talking about. Like, uh, and the, there's no way to like not say this next bit without kind of sounding like a dick. But like my music projects have sort of got 
some of the endorsements that I, I didn't think would happen. Like I got my Steinberg certification a few weeks ago. Um, You're I such have, a dick. Thank you so much. I occasionally get sent cool Just stuff clarifying. By, by, by cool people. So like I'm pretty happy in terms of like the music sponsorship side of thing. Plugity plug plug. Um, in terms of this show, like sincerely post it. That, well, that was a weird plug. That was like a plug to don't sponsor me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. Potential sponsors. Fuck off. Nope. I'm doing fine. I'm don't fine. buy I don't my you. stuff. Don't give me any money. You've got to create a mystique. You've got to like, um, it's that old marketing thing of like, no, you can't have this. Don't you want it much more now that you know you can't have this? That's not um, how marketing rarity. works. Yeah. Um, no, post-its for the for the conversation at podcast because because we use so many that would save us a bit of money. We just want like a couple stacks of mini post-its every month, and uh, good to cut go. Th- if that's if that's your case, but cut out the middleman. Get sponsored by money. Sponsored by money. Sponsored uh, by yeah. Bank of England. You're not embracing the wealth of the or the options of it. This is I'll tell you what this is like. Right, <clears throat> this is like that old riddle of. Um, your house is on fire. You're allowed to remove one thing from it. What do you take out of the house? The fire. Fire. Yeah. yeah. Right. You get that. But when they go, you can be sponsored by anything. And you've been like post-it notes. Whereas you could have been sponsored by money or the concept of pugs. Um, <laughs> I would like to be sponsored by capitalism. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> um, yes. Or sponsored by um, the concept of podcasts. Sponsored by ears. Yeah, sponsored by the 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 bit in your brain, the bit in your ear that converts uh, wiggly air to sound. Need to know the name of it, I think, if I'm going to be sponsored. But yeah, there's loads of options. Uh, sponsored by money, I think. Sponsored is by the best. ambient concept of knowledge. Oh, does it have to be amb- to the, the ambient podcast? Where today we're sponsored. <laughs> today we're sponsored by opposites. <laughs> Does that mean we're not sponsored by it? Oh, I've given my set a hat. No, it was, very clear. it was very clear. Yeah, my bad. Do you like coffee? <laughs> then why not try the moon? The Conversation Hat Podcast. This question comes from ACM Nuga Maneuver. What fish would you be? So it's not what fish would you like to be, it's what fish would you be? Well, that, pre- that presupposes an inevitability. <laughs> Which I, I guess ACM is, is is assuming that we will be fish one day. So what fish will you become? What is it over a, the, like the slow passage of time or instantly? As I am in this exact second, what fish would I most likely become? So does your answer depend on how quickly you'll turn into the fish? Yes. Okay, let's assume you wake up Thursday, boom, fish. So just instant fish, no warning. Um, you feel a little bit of spontaneous human combustion coming on and then you turn into a fish. You overcompensate. Oh, so I go to go too dry and then I end up rather wet. <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah, we don't have all the That might have been your intention. You've, you've become a fish. There is no guarantee you're not still in your bed. Mm. Every time my room becomes slightly arid, I just turn into a trout. It's terrible. A trout, is it? No, I think I'd be one of those little goldfish. You know, the little ones that looks. That they're they're all in the lovely tank in the pet shop, and there's one that's just a bit, a bit lopsided, off kilter. So like a, a bit lopsided, like a yeah. fairground goldfish, a little bit goofy looking. Yeah, but I don't think my life has been so bad that I can compare it to that of a fairground goldfish. I would also just like However, to point out that like a fairground goldfish scans to the tune of scans to the rhythm of like a rhinestone cowboy. Fairground goldfish. 
Swimming round in confusion in a glass bowl full of grits. Um. <laughs> I'm a fair and goldfish. Bum, bum. That song hasn't been in my head for Glad I'm in my year. bowl because then I'm not on a dish. Um, Pufferfish. I'm going Pufferfish. I think they're adorable. You think you're. So you, you think you're adorable? Uh, no. No, I see what you're or saying. Or when threatened, you expand in size. That's more like it. Yeah. If I become scared, I just explode. Not explode, expand. Yeah. I, this is the thing. I don't know how I'm supposed to answer this question. The, the metric is broken, as far as I'm concerned. What fish would you beca- will you become? I, I don't know. Because there isn't a metric I feel I have for that. To I can tell you what I'd like to be. For judging fish. Well, it's what fish would you be? So there's an implication of if given opportunity. Yeah, but there's an implication that there is a... Well, you've, but you've said it's not preferential. You said you've ruled out preference right, earlier on. I did. It's given preference. Given yeah. preference, cuttlefish. Oh, yeah. How come? It's super weird. So, yeah, fine. That's a good answer. They can do loads of stuff. They're crazy weird. Yeah. And when you get too dry, you die and end up getting turned into a plaything for a budgie. That is a lot of fish, though. That's yeah. an existence. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, colour changing stuff. Oh, yeah. Sex nose. A lot going on. Are they... Is that one of the fish that you've... If you're going to eat it, you have to, like, cut out a very specific bit. Again, no, that's, that's all fish. That is all fish. Okay, fine. You can't just... <laughs> nobody just puts a whole fish in them. What? You've got to... Full of bones, mate. Oh, yeah, fish bone. Uh, but, I mean... Like, that white bait... Aren't they like... White bait just get fried whole, don't they? They do. I don't eat them because they're fucking awful. I've had them once and it's very unpleasant to have your food actually looking at you with the eyeballs that are still there before you eat it. Yeah, not really into fish because of the eyeballs. I know that a lot of animals have eyeballs, but there's something about fish eyeballs that upset me. It's probably a double standard in there somewhere. Um, no, isn't cuttlefish one of those ones... Oh, this is another fucking Simpsons reference. Doesn't Homer eat a bit of a cuttlefish that should have been cut out because it's poisonous? No, it's fugu. It's fugu. It's fugu. 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 Blowfish. Blowfish. That was it. Yeah. Cuttlefish was in because South sh- Park. That's it's, why I got it's that. done because the because the chef is outside uh, hooking it. up with Mrs. Crabapple. So the the yes. apprentice chef does it to prove that you can properly prepare that fish without killing people. Your final exam is to prepare it and eat it yourself. That seems fair. That's a, that's a so real thing, then, is it, Fugu? Everyone who's serving you that fish yeah. has done it right at least once. <laughs> you yeah. assume you, you were the one you who assume, started talking about assuming it. Assuming they've got, assuming they're qualified, yes. Yeah, that could be a full Fugu. I could, Fugu I could, yeah. I could. Well, that's it. I could get it and then serve it to you in my house just for a laugh. Paul's connected. He can get whatever fish he wants. I I didn't think that I was going to be invited around your house anytime and I soon. I want to be very clear. Particularly you, with lockdown. You, I, I'm, I'm not... Don't come to my house. <laughs> I will... If you come to my house, I will poison you. That is the opposite I'll, of fish. That's why, that's why I would be instantly nervous to receive an invitation. <laughs> yeah. And it would read... It would be formal, <laughs> in cursive lettering on heavy cardstock, and it would read, please come to my house. Brackets, don't really. If you come to my house, I will poison you. Uh, close brackets, to be poisoned. 
<laughs> How thick of a card are we talking? What GSM? I'm not a fucking scientist. Oh, my bad. Let's say 400 <laughs> for our paper fans. <laughs> it's a big paper thickness contingent in your audience. Yes, it's survivalists, big rice, <laughs> that, that third thing we said, and um, printmakers. That's our demographic. Is there going to be a thing where you have to list all of the weird topics we've strayed off into? Um, like, a me- like a memory game every 20 minutes in this podcast. God, I hope not. Uh, I do know that Sean Bean doesn't listen. He was very specific about that. <laughs> That's, very difficult. That's why he's very difficult to direct. Yeah. Oh, thanks. He's just doing his own thing. Conversation. Conversation. What is the bravest thing you've ever done? Oh, fuck. Um, yeah. Qualified... Bra- I've got a story that's popped into my head, but I don't know if it was brave or stupid. I mean, you can, you can set your that's, own... That's what I'm struggling with. I mean, Me sometimes... and a bloke called Dave rescued a 13-foot BMEs python from a burning building once. Whoa. That's Whack. pretty cool. Uh, more, more information, please. Fair enough. I, in my late teens, early 20s, so I was still doing biochem, so this makes me quite young. Um... I was stopping over at my friend Dave's place in the Wirral. I hide it well, but I am Scouse. Um, I, never, I never had the accent. Um, but I'm from, from Liverpool. My mates, uh, a couple of friends of mine live in the Wirral um, in Birkenhead. And, um, oh, there's a good indicator as to me actually being from Liverpool as I don't pronounce the H in Birkenhead. Birkenhead. Um, <laughs> Birkenhead. But uh, Dave's, flat, Dave's house was really nice, except that... Um, people our age lived in it, but it was a split level affair. So you'd, you'd come in through the front door and on the right was uh, the bedroom of a guy called, a goth called Phil. Um, and directly ahead of you was the lounge. And then there was a staircase leading up and a staircase leading down that went half a floor in another direction. So down was the kitchen and like a storage room and what would have been a garage if it opened onto the street, but it didn't. It was just a like shed that was part of the house. I don't know how to describe it. Um, utility room. That's yeah, what called ours yeah, yeah. But it was the doors weren't like proper exterior doors. So you went, you went through the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You went from the kitchen through an exterior door into this space that had like shit doors to the garden. So okay. Um, um, then you went up to the, like the first, the sort of ground floor plus, which is where the lavatory was, and a room called the study that was over the kitchen. And the study was where. They had a, a desk and the sort of the house computer was there, which ages me, doesn't it? Um, and they, um, I they remember had, the house computers. They also had a, 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 a massive tank that contained a 13 foot BMB's python called the bitch. Um, of course. <laughs> and then you went up another half set of stairs and that was uh, the room of a goth called Kath and Dave and Joe's room. Also goths. I don't know why I've singled out people <laughs> on a goth by goth basis. But um, <clears throat> one evening I popped round to this and they were in the uh, the living room. Uh, Dave and Joe were in the living room um, eating, their, eating their dinner before we all went out to a dreadful nightclub called Stairways. And um, I sat with them and I could hear a noise not unlike popcorn. And I sort of said, Dave, are you? What's that noise? And Dave went, what's it? Because he was eating. Jim and Joe were eating and trying to fend the cats off from stealing their food. 
Dave said, do you go have a look? And I said, yeah. So I left the room, went down the stairs. That death point was just sort of, wasn't really in a mindset for a crisis. So didn't notice the smoke that was above me as I went down the stairs. Uh, opened the door to the kitchen and just sort of went, right, let's see what's... Ah. And what happened was Joe had left the chip panel and the the far wall of this kitchen, which is about 25 foot from where I was, was just... The entire wall was a sheet of flame at this point. Oh. The cabinets had caught. This was beyond you-can-do-shit-about-it levels of fire. And I kind of went, huh. And something interesting happened that... This is indicative of what I'm like in a crisis. I walked back upstairs. I opened the lounge door and went, oh, we have to leave. And they went, what? I went, we, we have to leave. Your house is on fire. You should call the fire brigade. Um, there's a fire downstairs. And they went, what? They went, we have to leave the house now. I don't know how else to say it. There's a fire. Um... I think it's quite serious. And I remember Joe going, what is he talking about? And that was, sorry, it was Joe and Deb were like, what, are you joking? And the Joe went, look at his eyes. <laughs> and she realised. Um, and Dave went, wait, what? And put his food down and went to look down the stairs. Now, at this point, a lot more black smoke is starting to billow up out of the staircase. What happened at this point was the three cats who were in the room, who like a good storyteller I haven't mentioned before, all grabbed food from the plate that had been set on the floor and ran to where they went to eat stuff, which was the kitchen. And all the three cats ran down to the kitchen, pushed the kitchen door open and had the same moment I'd had about two minutes earlier, where all the cats with food in their mouth just stopped, looked up at the fire and then all turned around, slowly walked back up the stairs and out the front door um, with bits of meat in their teeth. Um, and so, yeah, um, the, the fire brigade were called. We roused anybody else who was in the flat. I think only Phil was in at the time. Uh, but we got Phil out and we were in the front garden and I thought, oh, I should pop round. And I went round to their neighbour. I said, what's your neighbour's name? And I went, we don't know, he won't talk to us. <laughs> <clears throat> and I went to the, because it was a semi. They went round to the, I went round to the neighbour's house, knocked on the door and the, this older guy, late 50s, I'm guessing, answered the door and went, what? And I went, I just thought I should let you know the house Next, your, the house next door is on fire. And he went, <laughs> and slammed the door in my face. And I was like, I don't know what you, I don't know what my ex, I don't know what I can be expected to do in response to that. So right. we came back and um, there was, we, we were sort of getting some stuff. We'd lock the cats in one of the, the they'd lock the cats in there like carry, you know those carry things you get for cats, like cat boxes. boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Little cat lunch boxes. Yeah, we'd put the cats into their lunch boxes. And then the, the fireman turned up and went inside and started putting the fire out because that's their whole thing. Mm. And then it turned out that the worry was it was taking them longer than they would have liked to get the fire under control in the kitchen. And Dave realised that directly above the kitchen was the 13-foot Viennese python. Now, he'd, to try and keep her cool, started pour, to going. he'd started running back and forth from the bathroom with a jug, pouring water into her tank. Now, that just annoyed her because... Why the getting fuck too was, wet. Too why wet. was this happening? She was getting too wet, but also hot. And he realised if that was the case for too long, there was a chance he'd wind up boiling his pet. Um, and so said to the fireman, lads, can you give me a hand? And they were like, we really don't want you to come into the house. And he went, okay, well, can you get can you get my snake from the first floor? And they went, yeah, okay. 
and three of them went up and three of them came back down. We're not touching that. That's we, we, you have to you have to do it yourself. We are not going anywhere near that snake. Um, and so we then had to go and get a snake. Um, so we went back into the house with our like we had like just sort of somebody had given us some cloth or rags or something. We made sort of like neckerchiefs out of them, like we were banditos. Um, I could have said bandits, but I just like the word bandito. Yeah. Um, but um, like we were. Um, sort of 1800s villains. And um, we got the top off of the tank and then Dave went, oh, fuck, it's Friday. And I went, yeah. And he went, this is when she gets fed. But all of the, <laughs> all of the, she ate rats. She had, she, he had rats, he'd thaw out rats and then give them a, give her a rat. But all the rats were on fire. Um, and so we managed to get her out of the tank. And 13 foot of a snake is a lot. A lot of snake. It was mm. a two-man job. It was made more complicated by the fact that she was starting to attempt this long, slow process of eating us as we descended the staircase. So she was she'd started to coil around my right leg, which meant I couldn't now unbend my right leg successfully. She wasn't going fully at it. We were just like, this this is not helpful. And she'd also started wrapping around Dave's arm. Um, by the time we got her out, we terrified. Two firemen had come up from the basement and screamed. Well, one of them screamed because it turns out he's got a thing about snakes. Yeah, fair and right. then we got her out, and then we we're like, "Great, we've got the snake out of the house." Well, now what? Now what? Yeah. And Dave came up with it just instantly. Came up with a great plan. He just went, "We'll just lock her in the car." <clears throat> um, and so did. It was a car who belonged to one of you, not just someone. yeah. Stranger's it was his. Car. It was okay. his car, but it was parked on the street. Um, now I don't know if this occurred, but I recall years later Dave telling me that that night I didn't obviously stay there that night, but that night Dave was. Um, I think Joe had gone to stay at her mum's, and the others. Dave was the only one staying in the flat that night. I think maybe Phil was still there. They were airing out the rooms, and because there was smoke damage on the top floors. Um, and heard a scream from outside and went to the window because he was, was up late and there was a bloke with his hood up right next to his car with something in his hand <laughs> um, who, as far as Dave was concerned, had tried to break into the car, had attracted the attention of a 13-foot python and had been justifiably surprised by that. Uh, similar, around the same time, there was a bloke called Tony who was a really good mate of mine and I woke to hear there was a crashing, you know, so a smashing of glass outside of his house. He woke and looked out and saw somebody had gone into his car window. Went downstairs to check if they'd like ripped off his stereo or whatever or stolen something out of the car. And at four o'clock in the morning, saw a man sat in the driver's seat of his car, hands on the wheel, going... <laughs> He'd broken into my friend's car to pretend he was driving. Wow. And he was absolutely hammered. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, so he did. Sorry, I thought the noises were. At, were you pretending that the car was no. driving? He just broken in. No, there and was. He was. He making, was going. Brum, yeah, brum. he was making. He was sat in the driver's seat of my friend's car, sat on broken glass, um, making car noises, um, and then was dragged out of the window by my friend Tony, who, uh, and I quote here. Sat on him and pushed his thumbs into his eyes until the police came. <laughs> this is why. Car crime is a bad thing because you can get sat on, or there could be a massive snake. I mean, yeah. there's also the thing of don't be a dick and nick other people's cars, but those are two cautionary tales. Yeah. 
that they should tell at schools to to small children. What? Don't break into cars because sometimes snakes. I once. Um, I've done. I'm. I'm. I'm 41, and I've done jury service three times. Whoa! Because I'm really lucky. But um, <laughs> the first time I did it, um, one of the cases I sat on was great. It was in Liverpool, and it was a bloke who was accused of going equipped to uh, rob cars. He had, he had. He was found in an area. Uh, looking into car windows while in his possession were the means, the tools for car theft. And he had mm-hmm. form as well. Like he had a history of this sort of thing. And um, we'd done all the prevaricatory stuff you do before a case starts. We'd, we'd been asked, do you know anybody here? And there'd been so many juries, jury members who'd been selected. And then um, so three of them had, had to go downstairs again because they'd got the 12 they needed and all that jazz. And we did, we, I forget the actual process, but it was like a good sort of 20, 25 minutes of stuff before the actual show started. And um, early, early on in the process, we couldn't have been in the courtroom for more than 40 minutes. Early on, the defendant was in the dark. And I don't know if this is normal or not, but the judge had asked, you know, do, do you understand the charges as, as they've been put to you? And he said, yeah. The thing is, I wasn't going for cars. I was there to rob houses. So, <laughs> and I've never seen a defence lawyer face palm before or since. But um, <laughs> that happened, and there was just a really lovely pause. And I recall the judge giving a look to the two lawyers. One, the prosecution who just closed his book. <laughs> the defence had just put his head in his hands, and the judge just went. Well, we won't be needing the jury. <laughs> um. <laughs> wow. I don't yeah. think that that man quite understood how technicality worked. No. Maybe he thought that, like, if you're there to be sent down for one crime and you it's actually a different crime that you were committing, maybe he'd be like, oh, yeah, no, we, you're not guilty of that one thing. Let's not bother about the so thing we'll you're actually you go. guilty of. So just off your yeah. pop, go, go carry on, I guess. Yeah, but I think that the, the crux of the matter was the charge wasn't going equipped for car theft. It was just going equipped. Yeah. Which he had then confessed to arguably a slightly worse crime. Yes. So, um, so my, my bravery, I think, sort of extends to... I think that the main thing that pops into my head was the first time I travelled to London alone. But that just seems to be a thing that I was particularly scared of doing and then did. Oh, Why I... were you scared? Was it because of Pearly Kings? <laughs> he's got he's got a terrible phobia of Pearly Kings. Yeah, what the, read, I don't know. Have you read the legends? It's seen them on the Jules Holland Kings? dancing around. The Pearly, what are the Pearly? What are the Pearly Kings? Are you really? Has this pipe? Has this bypassed you, Ben? Yeah, Shyhalud. Um, they're. I think they're primarily a charitable organisation. I think it's like a a Cockney tradition of dressing up in a shitload oh, of pearls. Yes, yes. Sorry, I yeah. I thought yes, no, yes. I have. Pearly kings and They've queens. sewn all of the sewn all the things. Yes, yeah. I have seen them, but not in London. Oh, out Wait, of their natural habitat. They only exist in London. That's like seeing know, I've that's seen... like seeing a Pokemon outside of media. <laughs> yeah, they if you if they go through the, the the border of central London, the pearls just fall off. 
They're like magnets. Is it like they, they, champagne? They become, they become normal monarchs. Just normal, <laughs> just regular kings and queens. <laughs> so they they are only the pearly kings when they're in London. Otherwise, they have to be called a pearl adorned. Yeah, pearl, jollities. Pearl wearing monarch. Oh no, it's not so much that. I just I didn't I didn't know that they operated outside of the city. I'm genuinely surprised by that. Well, I, I mean, I'd be, honest, I'd be mildly I think... surprised if they operated outside of the East End. I think it was in it was around sort of Christmas time when you know people with buckets come along. That's when they feast. and there there were <laughs> where they hold their wares and treasures. Yeah, um, yeah, the, the people all in with the sparkly stuff. Either that, or I'm getting it confused when I was actually in London and I saw them. <laughs> I don't know. Your bravest thing is, is is going to London by yourself. That's not a dig because like I get it. London is a bit scary and like trying to take the tube by myself the first couple of times was a complete clusterfuck because we just have unreliable transport where we're from. We don't like... It's... it it's... Now I go to London and I know where I'm going, but this was the first time that I was on my own. I think I was probably about thir- 12, 13. Okay, that's fair enough. That's quite... And that's that's was... storybook young. Yeah. To go to London. <laughs> that's a plausible film. That's a plausible family and film. It... It was during the height of the war on terror as well. Oh, good. That's such a weird so, way of qualifying when you went. <laughs> well, so I don't, I don't know if that's brave, but that's, that's a scary thing that I have done. Yeah. That I sort of felt, yeah, I did the thing afterwards. It's the best Why did I you come get... to London? Was it for a specific purpose? Or was this like what you did in your society to become a man? Uh, <laughs> How you get into the Purdy Queen? Was this was this like was this like <laughs> That's my yeah, right it, of did you passage. have to did you have to hunt um, a banker? <laughs> that, gonna... We have it in London. That is, yeah, bankers. Uh, well, it was going. To, it was go. I was going to see my dad to then go around London. Mm. I think we went to like Borough Market and other exciting places such as that. Um, chaps, I think we're all very brave, and and I want to be respectful of your time here, Paul. So we'll we'll move over to the Patreon episode in just one second. Um, yeah, baby. Yeah, man. We need to democratically elect one of these here titles so that people know what the show uh, is. That's the point of titles. Uh, so we have three potential titles. Go we for have dr- it. Drinking the piss of others. Bean Daddy. It's inclusive. And sponsored by money. I disagree. We have also that title, which was really long-winded, that I made you write down. The long-winded that. thing that in, in no universe is our podcast host going to allow us to have a title of that length. We can try it. Can, that be, can that be our how title? Far, how, can our title be our podcast host will let us have a long title? Can that be our Our podcast host... Can it, can it be we can't, that we can't have a long title? If we can fit our podcast host can't let us have a long title, then that's perfect. Okay, so we, we, the consensus is some sort of joke about the length of title within the confines of whatever is allowed. That, good, that good. should I'm be the it. title of the show. Title, um, or could it be like, title too long, please, uh, please amend. <laughs> <laughs> Error 303, title too long. I love that. Title too long. Please amend before uploading. I love that they would use a word. I was going to say I'd love that you used 
such a long-winded way to say that when implicitly that would be then be the length of the title, which is quite long. Uh, but I couldn't formulate that into a real sentence, so I didn't bother saying. I mean, it that's out loud. that's why it would have been funny. Yeah. Otherwise, Paul, man, thanks so much for your time. Where we we sort of said this at the at the top of the show, but where are the best places to find you uh, that do not uh, infringe upon your personal space? Um, the tw- the the Twitter, the Twitter, the Twitter, the Twitter, the one. Uh, Twitter. You can find me at Paul Foxcroft for my uh, regular human Twitter and at Questing Time for my show Twitter if you want to hear yeah. about when we go on to the internet to do stuff we didn't really um, we didn't get into a, the weeds of the uh, the D&D stuff I just wonder if there's like a tagline for questing time for people who might be into that sort of thing which is yeah, the it's, fifth it, partition it, 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 there, there, is, there is effectively a tagline for it. it's questing time comedians play Dungeons and Dragons yeah as, as described on the tin you don't need to know what D&D is to enjoy it yeah, I think my favourite intro. Players don't. To... <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> I think my, I think my favourite intro to um, one of the YouTube because I, I I've seen some episodes on YouTube. Um, like, Welcome to Questing Time, where comedians play Dungeons and Dragons, but not really. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's one of it, my favourite ones. Dungeons and Dungeons and Dragons, but with comedians, so not really. Mm. Uh, one of the favourite ones I've recorded, I don't know if this is loaded up yet, was me just going, uh, Hi, I'm Dungeons and & Dragons. <laughs> and then I just start the episode. <laughs> I just, I just, I fucked it in the record and just kept going. I was so tired when I did it. <laughs> I was only watching it back and I was like, I'll use that clip. Hi, I'm Paul. I'll be your dungeon for today. Have you tried the dragon? Right. Uh, Patreon pod babies. Uh you will have access to a new episode, uh, an exclusive one question mini episode featuring Mr. Paul Foxcroft. That'll be on your show. Just for you. Just for you. Just for you, because you give us money. You're the only person who's heard this. Yep. After you listen to this, one of us will be destroyed. (gasps) But find out which. Uh, Here is the scripted (laughs) outro. I hope you enjoy scripts. Uh, Ben, what's your social of choice? Anti. Okay, as we described last time, you only get one shot at this, so that is that is where they will go to find you this week. I am at LT Guitarist on Twitter. <laughs> no, stop. Don't you dare. Don't you fucking dare. At Spike Pearson. On, oh, I can't even say my own name. Oh. At Spike Pearson on Instagram. Liam isn't allowed me to have any fun yeah. because he's boring. This isn't the Ben Has Fun show. Uh, I'm at LT Guitarist on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Conversation That Podcast is on Twitter, Instagram, and would you believe it, TikTok at Convo Hat Podcast. We do the live stream thing on Twitch and YouTube once a month, sometimes more often because life is chaos. Uh, Discord is a cool place to hang out. There will be links in the show notes to that. And I've sort of already thanked the patrons once, so I'm not going to do it a second time. Fuck you, patrons. Go fuck, fuck patrons. <laughs> Thanks for the money, but also fuck you. You think, yeah, you think you're better than regular people? That is kind of why people sign up to Patreon, isn't it? You can't. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you can't buy class. <laughs> why? I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> I also rely on Patreon. <laughs> Thank you, patrons. <laughs> <laughs>